On this episode of the GESC podcast, I get a chance to meet with the cast and crew behind Fifty Shades of Shakespeare. Before that, I'll take some time to explore our upcoming drama slam, Night Mother, which is about a mother-daughter duo starring, in our case, a mother-daughter duo. Ready, Kingsley? Good boy. Actors to your places, podcast listeners to your earbuds. Join us as we make our great escape. We have a very busy weekend coming up at The Great Escape. On Friday, February 9th at 7 p.m., we have our performance of Night Mother. That's our two-person drama slam about a mother and daughter. And luckily for us, we have a fantastic mother-daughter acting duo. We have Jennifer Connelly Darling and her mother Janice Darling. Now, this drama slam here is like a lot of our other drama slams. For those of you who have not had a chance to come out and see one of these, this is how it works. And I'm quoting directly here from our artistic director, Randy Lake. We spend one day rehearsing movement and interpretation, and then read it aloud for an audience with scripts in hand. We found that our audiences enjoy getting a chance to see and hear more plays this way, and our actors get a chance to perform more frequently without having all the memorization associated with a standard production. I've been a part of many drama slams. They are a lot of fun, not just for the audience, but also for the actors. There's this more open and free sense of the performance, There's not nearly as much stress on the part of the actors to knowing that you have that script in hand, but at the same time, too, there's always that kind of fun, light sense that something might go wrong or someone might slip a line, and whenever it happens, it's always a light-hearted kind of a way that we handle it. Uh, But all the performances that I've seen and been a part of, things have gone very smoothly. Things have been intuitive. Things have been a lot of fun. The audiences are usually much more casual and relaxed about it, so they're a little more open to a show that might challenge them, or a show that might take them off guard with how charming it can be. So if you haven't had a chance to come out and see a drama slam, come out and check out Night Mother. This one is a drama about a desperate woman facing a stale and unprofitable life, confronting her mother about her intent to commit suicide. It won the 1983 Pulitzer Prize for Drama, and was nominated for the Tony Award for Best Play. I've heard only fantastic things about it. I'm going in completely cold, though I'm not doing any other outside research. That's how fantastic I hear this play is, and I don't want to have any of it spoiled for me. So in review, our performance of Night Mother is Friday, February 9th at 7 p.m., and you should definitely come see it. And when you're done watching Night Mother, then go home, get some rest, wake up, do whatever it is you do on a Saturday, and then come back to the theater on the 10th at 3 p.m., and 7 p.m. to come see Fifty Shades of Shakespeare. Now, notice we have two performances of this show, and this is a type of show that you can see twice, and it will be different every time. Now, the concept behind Fifty Shades of Shakespeare, I think, is brilliant. Not just as a theater-goer, but also as a person with a degree in literature and as a Shakespeare fanatic. And here's how it works. You have a handful of actors, all of whom have memorized the 27 different roles from 12 selected scenes from Shakespeare. The audience then gets a chance to select which actors portray which roles in these different love scenes. Now, anyone who has studied Shakespeare knows that when I say a love scene, we can range from sweet and innocent like Romeo and Juliet to perverse and rather disturbing such as Measure for Measure. We have this wonderfully dynamic set of scenes with a wonderfully dynamic cast, all of whom are prepared to play any role in any combination. So without much further ado, 
let's switch things over to this very talented, dedicated, intelligent group behind this production. All right, thank you so much for joining us. Now, could we go around and get a chance to uh, have everyone introduce themselves? Hi, I'm Laura K. Henderson, the producer of Fifty Shades of Shakespeare and the founder of Bear Backstage Productions. I am Catherine Hart DeCoo. I am one of the actors in the ensemble. I am directing uh, Fifty Shades of Shakespeare this year and also associate producing. Hi, I am Sarah Stark and I am one of the actors. Hi, I'm Eric Rive, and I'm also one of the ensemble actors for this production. Hello, I'm AJ Sharif, and I am an actor in the ens ensemble. And hi, I'm Dorn Kanja, and I am the stage manager dash assistant director for the show. As far as this production's interpretation of Shakespeare, I mean, there have been many different ways that Shakespeare has been reappropriated, interpreted, and reworked. What makes Fifty Shades of Shakespeare unique? A lot of contemporary productions of Shakespeare assign a high concept to the material. They're like, we're going to do Othello and we're going to set it in Vietnam and he's a helicopter pilot and they put all of this um, other things on top of it to use the play to comment on uh, a different idea, an idea that may or may not be part of the original work. And um, I respect that, I've done it myself, but that's uh, the opposite of what this show does. This show is just scenes that are taken out of context and then we bring ourselves um, to the material in a uh, very uh, simply produced uh, manner and it's really about the, context, the, the text itself. Um, it's about the material, the language, and then what makes this show unique is that all of us have to know every line of the show because um, every night the audience helps us cast the show. And so it is absolutely a different show from night to night. Um, there's the, the, the ephemeral nature of theater to its utmost. As Catherine was saying, it's very fascinating for people to one try to understand Shakespeare in general but this is something that everybody if you love him or you're new to him uh, you can enjoy but every actor has to know every line of every role of every scene uh, because again the audience picks at the top of the show who plays what role every night so it's a different show what I really like about this and what it differs from uh, what you might be used to if you go to see Shakespeare is the approachability. There are improv games in between every scene, so it really gets the audience involved and kind of keeps their attention. Uh, has them, you know, they have time to talk to people next to them versus kind of getting in and maybe being 60 minutes into a play and I don't really know what's going on anymore. Yeah. I can't walk away because it's two more hours. A lot of you know, what, but this is yeah. a lot of fun for people. A lot of what people complain about with Shakespeare is, oh, well, I can't follow the plot. There's all these kings and names and places and there's so many things that are difficult for me to follow and we cut all of that out and it's just specific, concise, uh, two-person scenes that are all thematically related to love, sex, and desire and those as expressions of humanity. So love, sex, and desire, that opens us up to a lot of Shakespeare's works. Are the, which ones do you focus on as far as for this production? Are any specific plays, any specific scenes or characters? Well, I think it's nice to, the way we start off the show, with talking about um, young love and desire in the case of Romeo and Juliet. I think that's a good way to kind of springboard into the beginning of the show. But also... We tackle some other things where the sex and desire and, and maybe the not so happy version of, of that comes to bringing that 
you know, bringing that negotiation to the table, so to speak, um, in the case of Measure for Measure, um, in the case of Richard. Um, and so some of those, we kind of go all over the board of some cases of instances where things uh, can be happy and both parties are completely consensual and they're both on the same page about what they want, as opposed to a lot of the conflict with the desire and the sex involved with some of those characters. So I think it's great that this show really tackles all of that on all aspects. This show, uh, like we've said before, has a lot of different dynamics uh, and um, we deal with different relationships throughout. So each scene is very different. We have playful scenes uh, from Midsummers. We have a scene from that where all four of us get involved and um, it's, uh, it's a little chaotic, but it's a lot of fun. The infamous lovers quarrel. Yes, yes. <laughs> Uh, definitely a workout, um, and it's a good time. But you see from Romeo and Juliet, lovers falling in love at first sight, then you have the more aggressive relationships. So I think what's really neat and unique about this show is anyone who's coming to it can relate in some way, or whether it's in a past, in the now, or in the future, they can uh, place themselves, and I think that's really important. So you've mentioned several of the different plays and the selections of those scenes. Uh, as far as the cast and crew go here, are there any favorites that you have? Any favorite characters or scenes? Yes. Well, yeah, you definitely, as you play with them, you develop feelings for each of them. I think it's really exciting that we did include Measure for Measure, given kind of situations that are going on in a larger scale in our society right now. It's a problematic scene. It is, very much so, you know, and it's probably problematic to work through as actors and I think the audience will also feel that and it will stir up things for people which I think is great you should always have a reaction and better if it's a visceral one right when you're watching a performance but yeah I think it's just really fun too seeing it switch back and forth between actors and genders you know um, when you think of a scene like for example we do a scene from the Tempest with Miranda and Ferdinand falling in love um, seeing the gender play within that can be really intriguing. Yeah, so I, I guess I appreciate the variety the most, and there's a little gem in each of them that I really like, and there's also challenges in each of them. One of the things that's challenging um, as a woman in classical theater is that there are so many great roles that you don't get a chance to play. Typically, you know, if we go to, um, you know, Stratford, Ontario, or even the Michigan Shakespeare Festival in Jackson, um, it is unlikely, that unless they are making a real concerted effort for it, that you're going to see an all-female um, Shakespeare or an all-male. And then also, there are roles um, that you generally will type out of relatively quickly. Um, Sarah and I are both on the tall side. And, and uh, just speaking for myself, you know, I was always too tall and too old for Juliet, even when I was only 19. There are some women who are, you look at them and just from like a, a, a type point of view, a body type, a physical type, what they look like, they were born to be Juliet and I am not one of them. And so this is one of those great opportunities to get to play these iconic female roles in a way that is accessible and works for all different kinds of body types and character types. And we get to be Romeo, we get to be Beatrice in Much Ado About Nothing and have a great, uh, one of the great uh, monologues that's in the whole canon, oh God, that I were a man. And then we get to be Benedict as well. And you know, our 
our uh, male castmates get to uh, wrestle with those speeches as well, talking about wanting to be a man and what does it mean when they are men playing that and being able to em embrace those challenges and that playfulness. Talking off of what Catherine was saying, it is a great challenge uh, and this show does have a lot of gender fluid fluidity in it. One of the uh, exciting things is to explore the different sexualities that we get to portray and uh, play them honestly. You know, we're not necessarily always playing them for laughs, except for when deemed appropriate, you know, in certain scenes that call for it. Um, we want to keep it honest, we want to keep it real, you know, so it's not like we're dressed up in a dress and you're here to laugh because we're portraying a woman, but we're portraying the character itself. And I think that's really cool. And it's a really exciting and fun challenge. Just one last thing. I mean, we covered a lot already with everyone making the comments that they did, which is great. And I feel like right now, every scene that we focused on, it's always difficult at the end of a rehearsal when you talk about, well, what's your favorite role or what's your favorite scene in this whole thing? And I feel like after every rehearsal, it's constantly changing. It's like, well, last night, I feel like this is my favorite. Now, after this other rehearsal, I feel like this one's my favorite. And so now it's, not, now it's become more and more progressively difficult to really pick one. But uh, after having a chance to hear most of everyone else speak, one of the ones that really has stuck out to me lately is the Hotspur Kate scene. Probably for a couple of reasons. One, it's a role that I've always wanted to play. It's one of it's one of the few that we briefly focus on about war. But more importantly, I think that relationship between Hotspur and Kate, I feel like that's one of the most genuine situations where we're talking about where it's already a married couple, which pretty much every other scene that we're doing is pretty does not involve that and that they're the only married they're the only married they're the only married couple in that in the, in all of the scenes that we're doing and i feel like that's one of those scenes that is really focuses on the demand for open honest communication between a couple that's been together for a long time in this case especially because they're married and i feel with everything going on with you know a lot of things that's happening that's very close to society that scene especially, I feel I can speak out to a lot of couples or a lot of married couples especially, that there are things that there's still, you know, I think that's gonna wake up a lot of people just talking about, there's probably things that my significant other doesn't know about or that they don't openly talk about with me and having that struggle that maybe there are gonna be varying degrees of people that either A, need to really open up their communication style more and maybe I'm hoping that scene will open up a lot of eyes and ears and say they walk out of here. They're gonna see a lot of things. They're gonna laugh a lot, hopefully. There's gonna be you know, a lot of conflicts and things like that. But that one especially, just because anybody who's already in a relationship or married, you know, really speaks to them as far as like keeping communication open between a man and a woman or whoever, you know, whatever couple's involved about just communication back and forth. Be honest with me, you know, I don't keep things from me. Let's talk about this. Don't be afraid to talk about whatever you're talking about, whether it's feelings or anything that's struggle that they may not be. And that's a big struggle with that couple is that, you know, he's trying to be the soldier and there's certain things and, you know, I'm not telling you because I want to keep you safe and I want to protect you. That's probably one of the scenes that really sticks out to me the most. Uh, what do you hope audiences get out of this performance? If they come to see the show, what do you hope they take away from it? 
I think just listening to the cast explain their experiences playing roles that may meet their genders but not their body types or their age type or playing a completely different character. It's very fascinating for the audience because you don't know what couples you're going to get and whomever is in that role really brings a different flavor to it. So you might have the same dialogue, but you have a different context with each pair of these actors. And the audience now can really start, I think, to relate to the characters as characters as well. Not just looking for somebody that looks like them, or that loves the way they do, or that expresses themselves, you know, in a similar way. This is something for everybody all across the board. Everybody, uh, I think, will walk away with a, a sense of empowerment because they had a really good time and they didn't have to be ashamed of being who they were while they did. I would agree with that completely. One of the biggest aspects of the show that I love is how wide of a variety of types of people we have in the, in the show and fighting like there's some couples that might end up being queer, some might be like more heteronormative. There are some that are more uh, kinky in the scenes even there's just a wide variety of people and types and I just hope it makes people feel more comfortable in their skin and the relationships they're in or help realize that maybe they should like look outside the box and see what else they can do to make themselves happier in the end my hope is that they come back um, after seeing the show knowing that it's not going to be the same show and that they could come and see another show that they have fun and that they uh, feel like, even if they don't understand all of it, that they still understand what's going on in the scenes. We work really hard. One thing that I've learned in uh, Shakespeare is portraying it can be difficult, and we focus a lot on making sure that we all believe what we're saying. As long as we believe what we're saying, the audience is going to be able to figure it out. I've gone to many shows where I've seen a Shakespeare production, and I'm like, what's going on? And I didn't understand why until uh, my director, Catherine, explained it to me, that you have to believe every word that you're saying. You, there can't ever be a point where you don't understand, because then the audience is definitely not going to. So we work really hard to do that, and we hope that we can bring that to the table. I hope that the audience walks away from the fact that seeing that when we have two males and two female actors that are doing all of these scenes and there's going to be a lot of gender reversal in all of these roles that they see from us and take away the fact that it doesn't matter if it's a man or a woman playing the role of a man or a woman that the relationships that they see developing and happening on stage and how those relationships are forming and whatever the outcome is that that's more important that we can open their eyes and their mind to it doesn't matter where you're coming from or where you see yourself as what you what you take your personal identity to be whatever that whatever that is in many facets of your life that those things are okay and that those relationships, no matter who those people are or who they're involved with or how they're involved with those people, that those things don't matter. That when they're looking at us on stage, whether it's two men playing a man and a woman or two women playing a man and a woman, regardless, that it doesn't matter how they're associating or how they're identifying themselves. It's important about how they feel about themselves individually as a person. I hope they have a great time watching this and I hope that they don't drink too much so that they do remember it when they came and saw us. So. Also buy drinks from your bars. <laughs> I would say 
briefly some takeaways are the power of love, of giving it, receiving it, accepting it, and recognizing how we have individual and unique ways that we love, both in healthy ways and in broken ways, and also speaking your truth. It's it's been said, I don't know who was the first to say it, but that everything that you can think of relating to what it means to be a human being, all facets of humanity can be found in the canon of William Shakespeare. I think that the variety of portrayals of love and sex and desire that we are doing in this show validates that. As, as, as Doran mentioned, we're, we're definitely bringing some kink into the show. It is called Fifty Shades of Shakespeare, after all. So we do want there to be something for, for everyone and it be one more way to make it accessible to a crowd that perhaps didn't think that Shakespeare was for them or that there was anything in Shakespeare that would speak to them and their own experience. And so we want to, we want to challenge that and, uh, and, and and welcome them in and be like, this is this is for everybody. Love and sex and desire and classical theater are all for everybody. <laughs> Thank you all so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. It was a real pleasure having that interview. I love the idea of taking Shakespeare, a completely, I still think, underrated, I know it sounds bizarre, but underrated author, and getting a chance to make him more presentable and accessible to modern audiences. Everybody knows the name of Shakespeare, but so few people out there really dig into it and appreciate it for how wonderful it is. And the poetic justice of it all is that so many of Shakespeare's pieces are based on stories that are well known, and he simply reappropriates them and puts them into his form of performance. And so to see his now well known pieces taken and then reworked and given this interesting twist, it is so in the spirit of what the bard himself did. And for those of you out there who may be naysayers and believe that Shakespeare would have never done anything perverse or perverted in his art, uh, allow me to give you just one little pebble from a mountain of evidence as to the, shall we say, blue nature of the bard's work. Now, this very short selection is from Romeo in Juliet. This is Mercutio speaking to Romeo and Rosalind, for the sake of context, in case you forgot this from your freshman-level English class, is a young woman that Romeo falls in love with before he meets Juliet. Mercutio now. I conjure thee by Rosalind's bright eyes, by her high forehead and her scarlet lip, by her fine foot and straight leg and quivering thigh, and the domains that there adjacent lie. <laughs> I'll let you deconstruct that, dear listener. I want to take a moment to thank the production company behind Fifty Shades of Shakespeare for sitting down with me and getting a chance to share about their fantastic upcoming production. And by the way, there will be wine at this event, too. I totally forgot to mention that. I was so wrapped up in Shakespeare. But wine is available. Don't forget. Come out and see Night Mother. Come out the following day and see Fifty Shades of Shakespeare. Join us online, too, by going to our Facebook page. Give us a like and a share while you're there. While you're there, check out Veronica Louise Photography. She does our photography. Quick thanks to Kyle Booth, who composed our music. Don't forget, if you have any questions about our upcoming productions this season, check out our website, greatescapestagecompany.com. I am Antonio Barroso, your host. Thank you so much for joining me. <laughs>